Hello, this is Susan Marie, and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and by subscribing to my newsletter, suemarie.substack.com. Most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. Pain is the most common illness experience on the planet. Yet those that suffer are treated poorly and endure stigma for feeling pain, which is a normal human emotion and reaction, like cause and effect. For example, if you stub your torn furniture, you yell, ow, and you feel pain. The same acceptance of pain as normal occurs with disease and illness. However, when it is emotional, mental, and spiritual pain, society tends to view pain in a different lens. Pain is a universal part of the human condition, but pain is often tough to pinpoint. Pain and suffering are often experienced together. However, some people in pain do not suffer, and some people who suffer state that they are not in pain. In reality, pain can be a pathway to self-awareness and healing, and pain can exist as a devastating, hollow experience that defies meaning. There are many layers to pain. Today, I wish to speak with you about pain, suffering, growth, and empowerment. Known as the dark night of the soul, the storm, the suffering, serves a purpose. It endows you with vital resources intended for your personal growth. Don't only wish for good times, but savor difficult times as well. Because progress is realized under testing conditions. The happiest people are those who have undergone hardship to emerge with deep wisdom to share with others. So what we have to do is strive to nurture patience and self-compassion when we endure the storm. And in doing so, we develop a resilient sense of self. For example, Buddha teaches the four noble truths that penetrate the true nature of existence. One is the truth of suffering, that life is filled with suffering. Second is the truth of the cause of suffering, which means the root cause of suffering relates to cravings for the wrong things. For example, material attachments can never meet one's true needs when one is always yearning for more. Besides, everything is impermanent and in a transitory state, ever-changing, ever-moving. Third is the truth of the end of suffering. And here, suffering can be overcome and happiness attained if one gets rid of cravings for the wrong things that do not meet true needs and simply live each day and each moment as it comes, which is mindfulness. Bliss is found when one lets go of satisfying personal material and not true needs and instead allows life to simply flow. Lastly is the truth of the path leading to the end of suffering where one attains the right view, the right intention, the right speech, the right action, the right livelihood, the right effort, the right mindfulness, and the right concentration. Essentially, your response to hardship is measured by your attitude and mental resilience. For example, it may not always be the experience that causes pain and suffering, rather how you interpret those events that shape your life. There are only two choices when facing hardship, rise to the challenge and overcome it, or retreat into despair. The latter invites more suffering and erodes your personal self. The Center for Pain Research at the University of Bath in the UK defines the classic definition of pain as having sensory, emotional, and social aspects. And Professor Chris, director of the center, states he would also define pain in terms of interruptive quality or how a person is aware of and interrupted by pain as they go about their daily life. Another way to look at pain is to ask what its function is. What is the point of pain? 
From an evolutionary perspective, pain is a fundamentally social experience. If you're in acute pain and you cry out, this will warn others in the environment of danger. Also, as humans, we have an urge to communicate suffering. While pain is a private event, it is a social experience. Pain alerts others to your suffering so that they may help you. Ultimately, pain is part of the human condition and will continue to be as life expectancy increases. The center states, we are foolish to think that modern science can banish pain altogether. It is designed to be protective. Pain is an alarm system. However, sometimes people suffer through private pain. In some form, suffering touches each of us and affects both our personal and professional lives. And when not dealt with well, pain will negatively affect our well-being. If you're not going through some form of suffering now, chances are someone close to you is. The first step in dealing with suffering is to come to grips with the myth we have come to believe about suffering. Therapist Dr. Todd Hall speaks about the myths, truths, and growth in suffering in his article, Eight Ways You Can Grow From Suffering. One myth is that suffering is something to be purged, ignored, and removed. But the question that you must ask yourself is, how do you suffer well? In other words, how do you grow through suffering? Because the truth about suffering is that suffering can help you grow as a person and a leader. But you have to engage in specific processes that facilitate growth, which leads me to growth through suffering. Growth is the result of certain processes a person goes through with respect to suffering. While growth through suffering is not inevitable, it is possible. I mean, we all experience pain and we'll always experience pain. However, it is our response to suffering that outlines our future strength. For example, changes in life philosophy is one result of growth, such as a deeper appreciation of life, mindfulness, appreciating moments, people, and their placement in our lives, and never taking anything or anyone for granted. Secondly, a positive change in priorities occurs. This is owning your values, behaviors, being authentic and accountable for your actions with a sense that time and relationships are precious. In addition, seeing with more clarity and that the most important thing in life is the impact we have on each other and the love you give and receive. Time is not under our control, so do not waste it on trivial things. For many people, myself included, suffering initiates a spiritual search for significance because it's important to make sense of your own suffering, to find meaning and purpose in your suffering in the context of the ultimate questions of life. In that is personal strength one finds they never knew they had. Think back to a time in your life that was so terrible, painful, and you thought nothing would ever get or feel better. Got it? Okay. Well, being pushed to the limit and coming out on the other side has a way of doing that. And getting past that limit creates vulnerability. We all need one another. And nothing is certainty and uncertainty. They are both illusions. We cannot possibly predict exactly what is going to occur in our lives. Letting go of that sureness of an outcome, expectations, it brings vulnerability. Next are our emotions and accepting that our emotions are human, natural, and necessary. We cannot control circumstances even though we try to and that is the realization of our limitations. Unless energy is used realizing that outcomes cannot be controlled because human beings are limited. So accept your limitations. Empathize with them. 
have compassion. In that, sharing your experiences and your emotions with others is healthy. When you suffer, you need to talk about your experience, which leads to self-disclosure and strengthens relations. Part of becoming a loving person leads to receiving love well. Lastly, one suffers and grows through suffering from the previous mentioned steps. Increased sensitivity and empathy will occur. You are no longer lost in your own pain, rather quick to help others get through their own suffering instead of being lost in your own pain. Now do not misunderstand. These steps do not happen overnight or come easily and growth does not occur automatically. You have to process your own pain enough to be able to focus on others in order to respond with compassion. There's a quick test I want you to take online. It's linked. It's called the ACE test or Adverse Childhood Experiences Test. It has about 10 quick questions that you answer honestly. And a score is calculated, but you must remember that the ACE score is not a crystal ball. It is just meant as guidance. It tells you about one type of risk factor among many. It shows ways that adverse childhood experiences are linked to a variety of adult conditions physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. The purpose for this test is to not show you how much trauma you have endured or to be worried about a high score, rather to show you your own self-efficacy and resilience in spite of the trauma you experienced. Keep in mind too that ACE scores do not tally the positive experiences, only negative. However, once you look at the test questions and get your score, take a good look at yourself and how empowered you are by overcoming that trauma and functioning as a healthy, positive adult. This test was created by the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, based on studies observing children that had physical ailments and linked the illnesses to emotional, mental, and physical trauma in childhood. Now, the idea behind the ACE test is as your ACE score increases, so does the risk of disease, social, and emotional problems. Now, my A score is nine. That means out of the 10 questions, nine of them I experienced multiple times during childhood. And that is 90%. And typically, most people only have one of these experiences. I have had nine. What does that mean? It means that due to childhood trauma, my suffering increases by 90%, and I am at risk for mental, emotional, and physical disease and illness. Now, when taking this test, which I have many times before, I never look at my scores like, poor me, or I had a terrible childhood, or broken or damaged. Far from it. Quite the opposite. I look at my own self and scores and think, wow, you've overcome a lot and endured a lot of suffering. However, in that pain, that dark night of the soul, comes and goes, that truly never goes away. Here you are, existing and happy, successful and doing, creating and sharing, loving and living. And I become grateful for my suffering, for the pain I endured, and for the experience I have had, because without them, I would not be me. What this test tells me is I am strong enough to endure a hell of a lot of pain and somehow come out the other side empowered and enlightened. And I wish you to take this test so you can see just how beautiful, strong, and empowered you are too. Instead of thinking of yourself as a victim, think of yourself as a survivor. Empowerment refers to measures designed to increase the degree of autonomy and self-determination in all of us and in communities in order to enable all of us to represent interests, to be responsible and self-determined, acting in our own authority. Empowerment is the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. 
Empowerment as action refers both to the process of self-empowerment and to professional support of people, which enables all of us to overcome a sense of powerlessness and lack of influence and to recognize and use all available resources around us. Psychologist Sherry Campbell outlined eight steps to empowerment, and they are be open to possibilities, focus on who you are, run your own race, trust yourself, network, love what you do, hold yourself with grace, and embrace imperfection. You may never know how powerful your words and actions are or ever realize the impact they make on another's lives. Empowerment is an unstoppable force for good. A few words from a loved one or a stranger can change the way you think and proceed. Buddha stated, bliss is found when one lets go of satisfying personal material and not true needs and instead allows life to simply flow. And in the words of Helen Keller, character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. Please join me next week for more interesting discussion and check out the last episode on boundaries and toxicity.